good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> we are truly in this together. To get, to get, to get, to get together. <laughs> and the only way we will get through this is by all of us working together. Each of of you doing your part you, you must stay at home welcome back welcome back welcome back this is the you must stay at home period podcast with yours truly Chuck the Buck we also have of course, the lovely Karen with the hard end. I won't be saying much tonight because I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, and last, last but not least, and, and keep in mind, I'm putting him last. Uh, <laughs> you know, because I didn't want to skip over the woman One of us first. had to go last, and it was by default that, that uh, yeah. So it's always ladies first. Cephas. Wait, 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 what you say now, Buck? And you tenderoni. I'm going to be patronized the rest of my life. This is awesome. It's awesome. How so, you fellas doing tonight? Oh, man, doing well. Just, just you know, catching a little, little NBA action. And in sports. LA against Denver right now. Just, just watching that. Sounds riveting. It is. It is. It, um, LA's losing pretty good, but they're already up 2 nothing in the series, so it really doesn't matter. See, but you've been you've been uh, catching any any ball lately? I, you know, I I catch it. I, you know, I'm, I boycott the NFL slightly, not really, but I just didn't really start watching the NBA when they came back because I didn't think it would last until they would end it. So I never got invested. But I did see that the motherfucking Miami Heat and the goddamn <laughs> goat named Jimmy yes, motherfucking Butler, who takes every team he plays for to the fucking playoffs from the Bulls to the Wolves to the Sixers, and now the Heat. And you watch, you watch the Celtics see him and say, those young guys look at him and say, that motherfucker, shit, that's who we need to be like. I got to be like Jimmy. I got to be, I got to be like Jimmy. So Jimmy Butler, an uh, unsung hero, kind of, nobody really ever talks about him. No, and I'm just amazed by. Very um, little. He, he's just slept on him and, and. and not that I'm, I'm not really watching, but I'm paying attention to more than I'm paying attention to LeBron. Paying attention. To it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't look like he really chases endorsement dollars like that. Oh, and does he? Same, because and, and, I see Jimmy Butler trending all the time. At least well, I have, you know, well, you over the last few years. Chicago. But it's not. I, I don't. I don't follow the NBA during the season much, so I don't know what he's trending for. But he's always trending. And the last thing I saw that he was trending for, he's like in the in the zeitgeist a lot. Uh, last thing I saw he was trending for was a a funny um, ad he did for like insurance or something, or 
he made his, he was singing in a commercial. Um, I mean, he, he just is kind of, I always seem trended for something kind of off the wall, which is kind of awesome to me. Uh, but yeah, I think he actually does do, he's kind of a, a, a corporate darling because he's not, you know, because he kind of flies under the radar. Right. Yeah, I, I did see that commercial you're talking about. The one where he's singing? And yeah. I'm like, and he's, you know, he's he's not afraid to kind of, you know, make a fool of himself and play with that, you know, that big strong man image. And uh, I think that's kind of fun. But I seem like I always see him trending. Well, for our Miami Heat fans, listeners out there, um, the Heat are up two to one in their. Don't you uh, mean the, the heater? The heat is on. Well, gosh, here you go. So, no, no so, one. So, so, so they're up. They're up, they're up on the Boston Celtics two to one. So we'll see if they, you know, hold on to that and get to the NBA Finals. So, but it would be good to, you know, definitely see them there. No, I see those little those Celtics, those young boys that sit there, look at him, all inspired at how a winner wins. He's just a winner. He been in, how long has he been in the league now? Derek Rose just since since 2011, I've been. But he came out in 11, I've been. Okay. So more no. than 10 years. He's he's been there for a yeah. good hot long time. Mm-hmm. And every team he's he's been on, he's taken them to the. This is the first time the Heat has been to the finals since LeBron was there. Yeah, that was right? Long, Am I wrong? No, no, you're not wrong. Okay. So that's like 2013 or something like that, probably. Yeah, or 14. Right? Then they win 14. Did they win? I think they did then. Yeah, and then um, 15 was when LeBron jumped and went to uh, Cleveland. Yeah. And they lost to the, uh, to the Warriors. Well, but, uh, so, yeah. All praise to uh, to Jimmy Butler. I, and, and he's, uh, I think he's from the South, but he went to uh, Marquette. Houston. He's from yeah, he's from way. he went to Marquette, so that's the Midwest. The Midwest shows him love. Yeah, yep. Even in in Milwaukee, in Chicago, you know, might as well, you know. So yeah, good Jimmy Butler. I, I can't even if there's something bad to say about him, he's still a winner, so you can't say shit about him. Great guy. Oh, he's a great guy, and like I said, he's not afraid to drop. Uh, all that machismo and be oh himself Lord, you're, and you're, be himself you're, you're obsessed with machismo man. yeah I'm obsessed with think, ridding it because it's a scourge you, from society you, you have you know I, what now I gotta I have no choice but to go you, 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 you have you I'm have, sorry you I have, didn't want to do that you, you have you know what envy that's, that's what you have I do not yes you do, do you like the, the power that it, that it wields but anyway um doesn't wield any power. It, it, did, you not, <laughs> did you not listen to the Cardi B, Megan oh, Thee Stallion Lord. song? Okay. Cardi B's getting divorced. She is. She is divorcing. Were they, I thought they were talks. I thought they were talks that they were getting back together. They They might have realized that that was one of the Megan, Megan is getting shot in the foot by her man. By a patriarch. 
<laughs> by an evil macho man who was desperate right. to impose upon that giant woman because he's a tiny <laughs> little man and so he shot her. Violence. Violence. That's what he blamed, he blamed it on does. he blamed it on him being drunk. That's what patriarchy does. You know who else blamed it on being drunk? Who? Someone who uh is a patriarch and believes in the patriarchy because he's um into into patriarchal parts. Who are you talking about? Never mind. I'm horrible joke. I'll edit that out. So, so how about how about how about you man? No, no. How about you man? Prime time. Say it again. Take, Say it again. How about you man? Prime time. Dion. Jackson take State University's own job. Yes. Well, well, yeah. Now he is. So. So what do you guys think of that? Do you think it'll uh, shake taking, up college football a little bit? He's taking the head coaching job? Taking head coaching head job, coaching yeah. Job. I yeah. think it's great for HBCUs for the recruitment. I know there was a nefarious story that came out saying Warren Sapp. Sapp, yeah, T.O. Yeah. will be on his staff or something. <laughs> yeah, but that if that were the case, that would be amazing. Imagine the recruitment these HBCUs can do if they if he's NFL I mean you would have like, you would have four stars just going there four or five stars just going there just to right I think it's a best. great recruitment yep. tool like they should all do that across the board I mean right. I'd show I'd show up to game just because you know somebody fill in the blank is on the coaching staff or the head coach you know I mean he said that that um he already assembled his staff already so this was in the making for a while, and he said I was excited when I he heard said they, that T.O. was going to join him. He said, he said they have 84 years of NFL playing and coaching experience on his staff. That's a lot of NFL, NFL, NFL players. That's a lot. And NFL years, like combined right. experience. No, I know, but I'm saying that takes a number of players to have 84 years. Because what's the yeah, average NFL coaching career? Coaching and coaches. Seven yeah. years? Yeah. You know? Yeah, Monday no. staff. No, the average is career it? is three and a half years. Yeah, yeah okay. Years there you go. There you go. Deion so probably had like 10. Yeah, yeah. I think he had 11. 11? Right. Okay. So if the average is three and they have 84 years, uh, that's total, a lot of years. That is a lot of, that's a lot of, lot of players. You know, that, that takes a, uh, a large number of people to. And, and you know, some people, that. some people are questioning whether he can coach or not. I mean, he, he literally. I know he knows how to build a program, and he literally took his little, the private school that his kids were going to, and turned them into a power in in Texas high school football, which yes. is hardest hardest shit to do. Right. So. And. Uh, they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean. I think I think it's exciting. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think he can. I think he'll be able to get some of those guys. And um, if you are, know, if the NFL is not going to open, open those jobs up. Then why not, you know, do it at the HBCU? Hopefully, it'll be able to bring some more money in. Yeah. Know, for them. So they. Did anybody get a chance to watch Killer Cam Newton against Dangerous? Nope. I would have watched that had I known about it. Was it good? 
Oh yeah, it was good, man. Um, I know they actually, lost by a field goal, but I didn't watch the game. Well, well no, no. Well, thing or is, Cam, yeah, but Cam was trying to run the ball on the last play of the game on the goal line, and uh, Seattle stopped him. But he's been playing really well. I mean, he, they said he has like five total touchdowns. Um, like you know, Tom Brady, who was formerly you know with the Patriots, has three. Um, three touchdowns. Was that, I think, was that who he played? So far. Was that who Tom Brady played for? Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. and, 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 and you know what? It, you know what's funny? Looking at probably looking at these New England fans having to grit their teeth at having um, having a flamboyant Cam Newton as their quarterback, and he's a winner. And having them, uh, and, and it's so funny. A few of the uh, Patriots receivers have already had career games with Cam Newton at quarterback. And this is only his second game with the team. So, yeah, we'll see. I think they'll, I think they can go far in the playoffs, but we'll see, you know, what they do. For, for his sake. Playoffs. We're talking the playoffs is game two. I know it's game two, but what I'm saying is, I mean, they the way they played against good teams, okay. they played really well. Okay, so it's a long, long it season. Is, it, is, it is a long season. You, you mean, correct. That I'm imagining will be truncated by COVID nineteen. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a long season unless COVID cuts it short. <laughs> Shoot, they just they just quarantine people and bring them back two weeks later. You see how they adjusted the IR requirements, Cam? No. They adjusted them so that so that you, are you, uh, are you talking past me? Like I don't know what IR requirements are. Well, you know, you, you say you're going full full feminist on me, so wow. I just you know decided to make your dreams come true. Yeah, yeah. Dreams. So you going full men's rights? Okay, <laughs> that's that's cool. That's cool. Carry on. No, nah, men's rights are, are in cells. We uh, people Not necessarily on, on this present. Uh, on this podcast or not so so since uh, you know speaking of uh, feminism we did have a big loss I'm sure that Karen wants to do the eulogy for one RBG so since no. ladies first Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away ladies and gentlemen on Friday and now we can move on to our next topic do you guys have on your Tell notorious me. RBG hoodies in this beautiful hey, fall weather we have? We're I wear one. I, put, I wear I put, one put, on my heart. I put my. I put, I, put my, I put my crown on. So, yeah. In fact, that that discussion, uh, yeah, almost almost ended our friendships. Almost derailed the <laughs> podcast and ended the friendship. Yes, yes, this is true. This is true. And, uh, <laughs> and I would because, say because Karen is a radical feminist, but yep. um, and a liberal. radical socialist and, and liberal and a liberal. <laughs> and very liberal. <laughs> liberal radical feminist. She's not and a democratic socialist. socialist. What, what, and a socialist. So she's Antifa. Antifa. Yes. <laughs> yes. I got the suit cans and everything to prove it. And the mask. 
Yes. So, so, we're so, all black. So, sometimes fly on the Cephas, do you have anything you wanted to add about about the late uh, Karen? Keaton? I'm not going. Well, I won't disparage Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, she oh, was a great woman great. for women's for women's rights, according to uh, Karen with the hard end. But she got there on the back. She became a federal judge under Jimmy Carter's administration thanks to her work with Pauli Murray. The work that she kind of took and just said, obviously credit her. But she used her work. And that was her major accomplishment. It's not an audience to the late, great Pauli Murray was. An unsung hero of women's and civil rights in America. And someone who was first in her class at Howard University Law School and she's never been celebrated. She's never really been acknowledged. Everybody Google Pauli Murray. That's P-A-U-L-I Murray. Murray is in, the, is in the hair grease can. <laughs> Where you get your waves right. Yes, yes, correct. And um, point of it all, yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, my issue with her, what, what we all were arguing about really was that how can we celebrate Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she had one solitary black law clerk during her career, throughout her career, which ended Friday since 1993, when, when justices have dozens of clerks a year. And she's had only one, and that was after the outrage when the topic was brought up and it was, people made a big fuss over it. My issue about it is, and the reason why it's a big deal to me is because it's not that there is a lack of talent. There are plenty of law schools with high-performing black attorneys throughout the country. But one thing that, that people may not understand and realize is that these law clerkship jobs, after someone, so people get these jobs right out of law school, while they're in law school, before they take the bar, they're already positioned into one of these law clerk positions, ex- unless they are career law clerks and they move from a clerk from this here. And, you know, point of it all, these are, you know, great jobs to have. And they're funneled into these positions based upon the way their school funnels these people in. Like, Ivy League schools funnel these people in. The other thing is, these, these, you know, white shoe attorney, white shoe uh, firms in the big cities that pay the best money. Yeah, you go into a law firm now at one of these big firms, and you may make starting about you know two fifty or so. You know how much the person they bring in after they and hold on, those clerkship jobs they're not free. Those motherfuckers all get paid six figures. They're oh. six figure jobs. They're not nothing. But after that, they go back to a firm and they are set aside. Those guys get paid like 500. They all get paid well and they're set up to succeed from that point on for the rest of their career. And it's a little pattern. And for her not to have had any, knowing that she built her, her legacy is built on the back of of a woman who died pretty much impoverished and unknown 
and she just and and she and she can look at that and say, "Ah, oh, I'm not going to hire any black clerks." I'm just offended by that. Yeah, she's great and sad that she's lost, but I could, I'm critical of that. But yeah, I'm sad that she's gone. I wish she would have lasted longer. I wish she would have bowed out early in Obama's first, second term. Uh, like a lot of the other, yeah. like all these other, uh, uh, what are the other women? No, the other women just instead of retired, yeah. they're all still alive. None of them are, she's the only one that's... No, there's uh, there's only one woman on the Supreme Court that preceded her. That was Sandra Day O'Connor. Who is still alive? Right, she re- she retired, but to say that everybody else stepped down. Is okay, I'm sorry. Well, Sandra Day O'Connor still alive because she knew what time it was. And for someone who had cancer five but fucking times Sandra in Day the O'Connor. fucking eighties, holy shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was. You, uh... I think it's selfish. You, no one else thinks that's selfish to say. Oh, let me. I'm gonna wait until Hillary comes back, and she'll not Barack Obama. I find there's something suspicious well, about it to me. No, it's not. She didn't. She didn't have any black law firms. What makes you think she uh, one of her <laughs> her replacement picked by a black man? Oops, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But anyway, it makes sense. It all lines up. As a matter right. of fact. Anyway, the point of what I was saying. Not, I didn't want to even talk about that because that was a, the contentious thing we all went through all night Friday. <laughs> but what's the strategy now? Till I gave up. Till I gave up trying to convince you all that the era of the yeah. uh, But what's going to happen now? So what, what's going to happen next? And I, well, let me, can I give my yeah. quick take? Yes. What please. I think the best case scenario is that they rush somebody in. But that will spur a overall sweep in the Senate, and hope Biden will win. And we already have the the House, so well, at that boy, point, well, I big, hope it. Your, well, your boy Swiss Mitt is is not a uh, he's uh, going with along party lines and telling everybody it's okay. He's not going to try to block. Uh, them appointing someone to replace Ginsburg. Of course not. Why would he? I don't don't know why people think that Romney's so special. That motherfucker... Karen was very uh, complimentary of of Swiss Mitt lately. Because of the impeachment? Well, because of impeachment and, you know, he jumped out of... He jumped out Bring in the uh, protests the, right after. About uh, <laughs> <laughs> he jumped out in the streets after uh, George, and, and joined the George Floyd protests. And he's, the justice, he's, he's the justices back. that are, are likely going to be appointed are justices that he probably approves of. Yeah, of course exactly. he's going to say. Well, they see. I'm, yeah, I'm on board. He probably one that sent them the names that I'll, I'll send you the names of who I like, and that's the only way I can get on board. Right. Mitt exactly. probably sent him some shit. Not Mitt. Yeah, Mitch. Mitch. <laughs> Mitch sent Mitch a little list. He said, "Let me lay down or get down and lay down." <laughs> he gave him his get down, lay down list, and he's like, "All right, I'm getting down." Yeah, and uh, my hope is that um, not necessarily that they confirm a conservative uh, replacement, but of course it uh, is. Of course, that's your hope. No, um, 
listen, I, I have been accused. I mean, they're going to. It's not. It's not even really a question if they're going. Right. They're going to. Aren't they? Aren't they all? Aren't they all kind of conservative? But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is that I'm hoping, like Steve said, that it engenders a reaction at the ballot box and with the Senate in the hands of the Democrats. That they would just expand the court, go ahead and and fucking pack it, you know, expand it to 11, 15, and let it just be a whole 10 extra liberals added to the court. Some DC discussions. statehood, that would be great. More exactly. senators, Puerto Rican statehood, exactly. Abolish the electoral a, college. Yeah, like, the nation would be a true yeah. representative democracy for exactly. the first time. Right. Because Election right day now, is it's holiday. Right, we could just do a ton of good, good stuff. Uh, so it's not a bad the thing. Voting Rights Act, exactly. Um, restore the mandate to uh, to Obamacare. I guess that's I guess that's been found unconstitutional. But uh, you know, you could do a lot with um, a liberal court enshrine uh, Roe forever and ever. Amen. So that would be great. Reparations. Yeah, 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 because yeah, that's uh, definitely going to be challenged and have to go to the Supreme Court. Uh, so yeah, let it be a liberal court. Let it go before a liberal court, and let them read the founding founders' own in the founders' own words how slavery was immoral, and you know, make the case that reparations aren't old. Try it then when you're reading in the founders' own words Thomas Jefferson about how they know what they were doing to the Africans was immoral, immoral. So we'll see. Um, I, when we first discussed this, um, what I heard was a lot of criticism that RBG uh, helped women, about half of her clerks were women, but didn't have, you know, but the, the one black clerk. And I think that's a little unfair. Um, it, of course, it would have been nice. Of course, it would have been nice had she had black clerks, but you know, clearly her her um, entire raison d'etre was women's rights, and so that's what she worked on. And what I don't, about, I think, what about black, what about black women? women are women. Earth. Women are women. The In, under the law, the largest, there's no. They don't codify that this is for white women. But the largest demographic to earn. Uh, law degrees are black women. Yeah, of and that's all great. And that's great. One, and that's great. I, mean, I don't I care about that. One. I don't care one. about that. What I'm saying is that she came in on a feminist platform. Everybody knew that was her bag, okay. and she stuck with that. How, hold on, 20, let me finish. Hold, hold on, let me finish. Hold on, hold on, let me finish. I thought that y'all's criticism of her for that was akin to people criticizing Martin Luther King because he didn't advocate for Mexicans or the Jews. Oh, and, and she also said that Colin Kaepernick's... Uh, a lot of people said that. A lot of people criticized uh, okay. that in 2016. Okay, okay, so... And then reversed in a, themselves in a, this in year. A, so In a 27-year career, she had the opportunity to have 300-some clerks, who says about 12 a year. 
but really didn't have any black people. So what's that telling you? Well, she had 150 women. If I was a Supreme Court justice, am, am, am I going to be a bad what, person because I don't about, hire enough Latinos what, what, or what, enough what, Asians what, or what, enough what? or enough Jews? But, oh, but what I have if, to go in. I got. What, I have to go enough. in and and, and well, what, we are had, the and we are the world. My, my, but, my but, clerk but, staff. Uh, okay, but what if what if that race of that one percent? What if that race of that one of those clerks helps you get to where you were to do any of that? That's just the breaks. Okay. It's not the breaks. It's not it even 1%. Of 159 clerks she's had, one of them, one, only one, one. But, but she didn't, but she didn't, but she never, she never, she never held hiring. herself up. She never held herself up as a racial justice. She doesn't have to. What does it have to do with racial you know, justice? Is that, that because, because it's racial she, she focused she focused on on hiring women as clerks but having no black, no black and women, women's rights black women's but what does that have to do with racial justice I if you look know. at it, I don't know do why she didn't justice. hire black women I don't know she may just not like black people some folks don't well why take all your stuff and, so, and, okay but you're fat you're fine with that you're fine with that yeah I am because she got some other stuff done that benefits like me. Like, like, like all like all the women's rights stuff. She she advanced <laughs> the cause of women's rights immensely. That benefits all women, including your wives. And she I don't took, know why y'all can't see that. She took for women, what she got advanced for women's rights was directly lifted, copy and pasted from Pauli Murray. And and Pauli Murray doesn't get the credit because she was a woman and did not have the opportunity no, to pursue no. things. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. We are running out of time and y'all are not gonna step on me on this. The reason Pauli Murray is relegated to the dustbin of history like she is, is because she's because, black. Because she's no, no, no. black. Because, because she was a woman. All women were no. held back. Now, and Paul, I said stop Ruth Bader Ginsburg wasn't. Ruth Bader so, Ginsburg wasn't. Exactly, she was the first to break through. She could not get a job. She graduated number one in her law class and could not get a job. Her one of her professors had to go to a friend at a law firm and beg him to give her a job and told him, I will never send you another student from this top law school if you don't hire her. Nobody would give her a job. She faced the same obstacles that that Polly Murray faced. That's the point. Is that when uh, they were when they were when they were when they were professionals when they were professionals when they were professionals, all doors were closed to women. And 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 so you know I Pauly say Murray credit wealth and a white husband who was also wealthy, and she and was it still adjacent did not, to white. And it still did not open a door for her except it sure for, did. Except for one guy who was willing to stick his neck out for her. Well, how, that's well, how my, do you that's think that my happened? That's my how do you think that happened? That that's my point is that Pauli Murray did not. How did not that happen have for her, not for Pauli Murray? Because Whiteness. of race, right? But Pauli right. Murray, so, Pauli Murray say the was race, also pretend like the race racialized make something to do with Pauli Murray was also Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died her advocacy Friday, was her advocacy was was for race. And that is always going to be Pauli asked in line women. to be acknowledged and and recognized. That's no. Pauli Murray was a woman's rights person that exactly, would, but, but, she, but believed but understood that white supremacy superseded women's rights, and she knew that it also had to be both. It wasn't just but don't just you see how that goes? Woman. Don't you see how that goes hand in hand? Is that if 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 uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is able to to leverage Pauli's 
um, scholarship into a, 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 a viable platform, viable change, right? She's able to do that. That is, that's a win for society because you got one barrier broken down. When when they first started, they, they you know at the time when they were when How Ruth, you call it Ruth was beginning beginning her career and Polly was was you know uh, uh, I guess hers was um, she was toward the end of her life. Neither of their scholarship would be recognized because nobody gave a shit about women. Or now, women. I mean, you you could make that argument about so, that so, day. So sometimes, some, some, but how, how no one ever knew about nearest greens whiskey. How, that's that what I'm saying. How often does how off. often does that happen? That that black ideas have to have a white face before they get any traction in a white dominated world. That's just that's just the break. So yes, uh, you know, uh, Ruth had to take Polly's scholarship and present it to the world for the world to listen. It had to have a white face on it. All right, and in other news, you see this, this asshole, the uh, CEO of Wells Fargo, Charlie Schnarf, uh, said that they're not that Wells Fargo hasn't really been hiring too many uh, black people is because the talent pool of black applicants is very limited. That was his excuse. Man, that... Not wrong. I, I actually have an account over there. I feel like moving my dad damn money out. Well, you are wrong. I, for I've... Okay, well, I, I've actually... I know people would have applied for shit that they're definitely qualified for. It... And almost shit like that makes you not even want to self-identify on a Well, you uh, should never self-identify. You self-identify? I never self-identify. If I do, well, I don't have a I don't have a racially ambiguous look, so I can't I can't uh Who has a racially ambiguous look? What the hell are you saying? <laughs> I always put down the <laughs> I always put down white. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Why would I? <laughs> so when you show up, what did they say? I just, I just, oh, I, no, I got, I gotta know what they say when you show up. They don't, they, <laughs> nobody ever cares. That's what they, you know, they just pass that on to the government. Uh, they don't, uh, <laughs> and you know, if, if anybody ever asked me about it, I'll just now, say, oh, that must have, I must have fat fingered something on an application. My bad. Oh my God. Are those because right black and white are right next to each other? They are right next to each other. Yeah, I think so. No, it's African American at the top. <laughs> then it'll be like Caucasian. Yeah, Good no, life. it's African American and Caucasian. So I say, oh, I was aiming for African American. I hit the <laughs> Oops. Oh my yeah. god. You know what? I, I well, I do it to skew their statistics. Because <laughs> that gets recorded in a database somewhere, and blah blah blah. <laughs> and you know, I don't use my real. Um, I don't put my real data into any form on the internet anymore. You know, when they ask so me instead of, data instead birth, of, instead always of give them the wrong thing because that is going into a database. So, oh, and by the way, uh-huh. I have a very strange anecdote to share with you all about mm-hmm. data and privacy on the internet. So yes, yes, I, I, I always try to obscure that. So instead of, instead of putting Karen with the hard N, you put Karen with the hard R. Exactly. Exactly. 
And I checked, I checked that Caucasian. <laughs> oh my lord! But that, that is some bullshit. I, I know people who have applied for shit over at that bank. Were definitely years of experience were qualified to do the job they were applying for, and uh, they didn't have the right right complexion to, to make the connection. So, well, yeah. that that actually, you know, while you are using that. But while you're using that, that that is actually what it boils down to. Um, I, I'm willing to give the CEO a little bit of slack because the article I read said that from several people on the phone, they really thought he was sincere. They were convened. That meeting was convened because they're at, in in uh, the aftermath of the uh, George Floyd protests. Yeah. They are Wells Fargo is making an effort to get blacks into higher, you know, leadership positions, and so he's saying, you know, as far as I can tell, there are there there's not a whole lot of uh, people that we can draw from. But what it boils down to is that well, that's not that. right. That's not the case. Is that the people who get those jobs use their network to get them? They don't go to the website and say, oh, here's a senior director position, managing director of, of, you know, accounts, and I'm a talented black person. I'm going to submit my resume. They hear about it from a friend. Look at Cephas. Mm -hmm. We always, we always tease Cephas about him knowing everybody, right? And we tease him because it's true, but we always tease him about his network. He's plugged in. He's connected. He can find out about those jobs. The rest of us can't. So when the, you know, when they, when they are, when they're finding, when they're looking for candidates <laughs> to interview for those senior managing director positions, they go to the other senior manager directors and say, "Who do you know? Who could you recommend?" Cephas. And those people only, right? <laughs> those Isn't people only know white people. Cephas' last name is Glassdoor. <laughs> and they, um, so you know, it, so it really does boil down to when you say the the right complexion to make the connection it's about our social networks we don't people don't network across racial lines unfortunately mm. you know um if if i asked you all to write down uh your 10 closest social uh um connections or your 10 closest uh, uh business referral uh connections would any of them be white well, you know they call me Cephas from LinkedIn. Uh, 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 according to you, 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 you guys you must not be right? LinkedIn in it. No, we are not LinkedIn. If you need me to do do a, I could make a phone call and teach you to teach me on LinkedIn <laughs> how to do it correctly. We can we can share with each other. Yeah, we can share, share with each, each other. other. <laughs> um, but you know. It, but we will answer yes or no. You got you any do it. any 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 whites in your top tens? Uh, only one. Any, any non-blacks in your top tens? How many non-blacks? Only, only one. That's you, right? Wow. Okay. Wow. Talked <laughs> into that one. I'm gonna write that one down because I have to do that one. Um, Cephas, what about you? I don't see race. Mm -hmm. There you go. So, um, you know, that's that's the issue, right? Uh, that's you. You just it works better. I, I can say that um, 
Well, let me ask you this. Have have either of you ever gotten a job based on someone you know? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know. All my jobs. It, it, okay, see, all your jobs. Me, one. Uh, Buck, how many? Um. Your real jobs, not them bullshit. Standing on your feet, minimum wage jobs you'd like to work. Oh, my Lord. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're going to get me on that one. Okay. Um, yeah, like, I'd say two. Double up. Okay. All right, patriarchy. So you look one ahead of me. Good for you. I've only ever gotten one job based on who I know. You know, having an inside connection. Mm. Uh, Cephas has, he's said all his jobs have been like that. You see the difference? Cephas makes more money than us. He lives in a much nicer community than we do. And we're never going to have the retirement um, accounts that he has either because we're not connected the same way he is. It's a different level, it's a different echelon. And so that's what it boils down to. Um, you know, I understand why black people don't want to socialize across racial lines, but I think we are doing ourselves a disservice. And I know, you know, I know, don't start with that. You know, it's not us. It's, it, it takes two. And so we, from what, you know, I do try to socialize across racial lines and no jokes here, please. No, no low blows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that would have flew right past me had you not mentioned Okay, it. all right, kinda, all right. But, you know, I do try to do that. And what I find is that uh, my black friends are kind of hostile to that, to that idea. You know, let's go to a, a bar in a community that's not oh. predominantly black. Let's go to a club where they play music that's not R&B and hip hop. They don't want to yeah, do it. Yeah, but and so you never meet, you never meet the people. And the thing is, though, you are subjected to whiteness all day, every day. And the one time, the little bit of time you get to think about, not think about them and be black, you choose to do that, that when you can I do get that, that in your free time. I get that, but, like, but man, at the end of the day, phony. at the at the end of the day. And you are mischaracterizing Cephas, because I, <laughs> I'm interrupting I'm sorry, Cephas, I'm not trying to mischaracterize you. Point. There are a lot of, there are a lot of unknowns. And so, yes, I speculate. Most of what I know about you is just pure conjecture. What most of what I think I know about you, I just think of. So yes, enlighten me. <laughs> when I say I know the person, me getting a job because I know someone isn't necessarily that I got a job from someone that I knew. No, I made a connection and I cultivated a relationship to get the jobs that I've gotten. Okay. It's not that. Okay, well that's different. That's different. Yeah, I'm talking it's not about like directly that. knew somebody. You know, a, for every job a cousin, that I, an uncle, for every job that all of my jobs. I've gone through the proper chain of commands. I haven't been dropped in. I've not jumped the line for any job that I've had, but I've I've gone through the proper chain. But yeah, maybe I've had some sort of inside path to say, oh, this is here, to say, oh, there's this job you might be interested in. And But I'm positive the people that I know in these workplaces may not have said, oh, this is the best person. I'm like, you can interview them if you want to. It's not hire him or you're fired. Well, right. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it. You know, but um, people. Try, there are people who are. Make, so you get the RBG treatment, like uh, 
she didn't get the RBG yeah. treatment. Okay, so there is no such thing as the RBG yeah, treatment. You said it yourself. Anyway. No, I didn't. Somebody took pity on her when she couldn't do it. You said I won't send. I won't send anybody there. That's a fact. Yeah. Well, he used the lever she had because the man he went to, the friend he went to, said absolutely not. She's a woman. I can't hire her. Mm-hmm. Even, well, you worse, know Paulie even worse, even worse, she, was, she was not just a woman; she was a mother. Oh my God! Polly Murray was first in her class at Howard University. At that time, every person who was first in their class at Howard University was able to be what Harvard University would bring them in to get an LLM at Harvard, which would turn their career into the, a great career. Polly Murray, valedictorian for law school class, they said, "Oh, you can't be." we're not going to bring you in for the LLM because you're a woman. She says, well, shit. I changed my sex if I could, but I can't, so we got to do something. So she ended up, that that, spur, that, that uh, spurred her her school theory yeah. mm-hmm. into what she began doing and in the end, she I think she went to Cal Berkeley and got an LLM there eventually. But she, uh, you know. She's a graduate of Yale's law school. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. but oh, yes, you know, that was right. Than Harvard anyway, <laughs> right. so right. Um, but that's you know where I'm going is just that networking. Networking helps. I re- I do recall that back when uh, the two of y'all were in in school together. Uh, Cephas we were all in real- at the same time. Were we? I don't think so. I don't remember. <laughs> That's uh, what I remember. I that Seif has got a very plum internship one year because of somebody he knew in the organization. And, you know, and that's great, right? But that, I imagine that helped. Now, that might not have been your only qualification, but I imagine that helped. And that is what whites take advantage of all the time. Somebody can pick up a phone for them. I um, I was telling Buck about this uh, a couple of a couple of months ago now, but somebody tweeted something about how it was one of these um, glorified tweets of American exceptionalism. Did you you know one of these? Did you know trivia facts that uh, Jeff Bezos started Amazon 25 years ago in his parents' garage or something like something like that, right? And uh, somebody responded to the, to the tweet and said, uh, you know, and set the record straight. They said, wait a minute. He, he said, you know, he, uh, he started it in uh, a garage. It might not have been his parents' garage, but he used a quarter of a million dollar loan that his parents gave him because they took out a mortgage on their house. Um, Bill Gates is able to get IBM to license uh, his operating system because his mother, who was the president or CEO of UNICEF at the time, picks up a phone call and calls in a favor at IBM. So that is how they get those those opportunities. And I get it. Uh, you know, you might not want as black people, you might not want to socialize with them on the limited time off you have. But if you want to get those doors open. You might consider doing it. It helps. It definitely be, helps. Or we can do it the way that we uh, talked about earlier in talking about sports. Or right. Deion or, Sanders. Or we have to Jackson build it State. ourselves. Exactly. 
at turning the HBCU into a hopefully into a destination. A new, right. Exactly, and I, and that's why I think that is a really cool idea, and I hope <laughs> the rest of the schools can do something similar. I mean, that would be fantastic for those schools. But that's what it that's what it takes. We either have to build our own network. Um, and you know, to some extent, the HBCUs, the the premier ones, have it. The the Greek or- organizations, they have it to a, to a degree. But to get into those rooms where we still haven't really broken through um, yet, it it takes it takes that proximity to whiteness. Period. And you know, y'all can hate on me for for being vocal about pursuing it. But yeah, hell yeah. I am ambitious and I am greedy and I have no qualms about being transactional about it to a degree. It's only so far I'll go, but transactional. But I'll, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll entertain a transaction. Inter- but I may not go through with all of them. Interesting choice of words. Yeah, exactly. I ain't even got no problem with that. That's as old, that's as, old as time. So that I'm not, and let me clarify because that's not. <laughs> <a problem. laughs> I have no no problem with the language <laughs> of using the <laughs> the speech saying transaction. I'm not going to whore myself out. So let me be clear about that. But you know, to call myself transactional, I have no problem doing that because that is what life is. You want to get ahead, got to be transactional to a degree. I mean, look at uh, look at look at old girl, the the first daughter. She went and got a shit ton of plastic surgery, you know, so she could be more acceptable in the community she was already in. Because Google Ivanka pre-plastic surgery, that was a busted looking girl. Mm. Who? Ivanka. Who is that? Uh, the first daughter. Oh, uh, oh. Uh. <laughs> She had to be transactional about her appearance. That was all she had. Even with, you know, uh, a trust fund, um, her best bet was to be good looking, to get ahead in the world. And she even married across uh, religious lines to do it. So, I'm not the only one. Anyway, did you guys hear about the damn Pentagon? getting approximately $1 billion of CARE Act funds and instead of spending it on fighting COVID-19 like they were supposed to they spent it mostly on you know a little slush fund for the defense contractors they use with different things like jet engines all sorts of other things but you know you'll see the federal government just ravage and go after you know, regular citizens for misusing those funds. But then you, there you have the Pentagon, you know, kind of, you know, doing the same thing. What do you guys think about that? Well, it's obviously hypocritical, but this was only a billion dollars in the grand scheme of things. It's nothing. Trillions of dollars that they get to squander and give to Dick Cheney's friends and family at Halliburton. Or yeah. you know, yeah, so so I'm not <laughs> I'm not as outraged about it as I might normally be, but uh, yeah, I mean right. I mean consider uh, speaking of nepotism and connections and networking. How is Betsy DeVos the Secretary of Education? Yeah, that's a 
That's a damn good question because she doesn't you know, know shit about education. Right. She's never been a teacher, nothing. She gets that job in part because of her brother who puts in a word for her. Oh, you know who her brother Eric, is? Yeah, Eric Prince. Yeah. None other about. than, you know, America's Mr. war Mr. profiteer. Right, America's war profiteer, Mr. Blackwater, Eric Prince. So it, you know, networking is key. It got Betsy DeVos a job, so it'll work for you too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can get some, you know, now that's the thing. I don't want to get a job make some, I'm, can, can I'm, you, can you do I'm a, completely can you, unqualified for. Can you do a valley, a valley of food accent? <laughs> Not very try, well. Try it, try it. I'm not gonna try Say, to that. Yeah, no, try it. Come on, this will be fun. Say, uh, it's totally radical, dude. Um, I, and if I was a, a, a valley dude, as you say, that's the last 1985 shit I would choose to say. Well, I'm saying I don't know what they say. I, you know, I, I, I did actually try it for a while, but I'm not very good at it. My voice is too redolent has too much reverberation to, to carry off uh, that, but uh, you are know, you, yeah. Are you saying, are you, are you yeah. saying white, white folks don't have no bass in their voice? Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying that I do, and I'm not white. I'm just saying that. Draw whatever conclusions you want to draw from that. But, um, you know, you gotta talk like them. You gotta be into the stuff they're into. You know? so, to some degree. I'm not saying put on an act and be fake your whole life, but mm-hmm. I'm saying, you know, it's not, or it's, it's not, force feed yourself certain music? I'm saying it doesn't hurt to be familiar with the opposition's music. And I'll, and I'll tell you what, furthermore, um, I went to a conference one time for work and my, my music taste is what made a huge connection for <laughs> us with um, a decision maker at a, a company whose business we were trying to win. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy walks in, he's a middle-aged guy. Um, this was, how many years ago was this, gosh? Uh, yeah, it was a while ago, so I was, was quite a bit younger than I am now. But <laughs> anyway, so there was a big age difference between us, right? If you had walked into the room, you never and said, oh, gonna, so, so, you, so you knew the doors or something, right? Exactly, I knew all that shit. And it worked like a charm. We were in a blues uh, bar in Indianapolis, and um, they had a, me and me and the me and the, uh, comp- the my, some of my uh, coworkers that I worked with. We were all at the conference for three days or whatever, and so the conference was hosting. If you've gone to one of these conferences, you know they have the professional events during the day, and then they have the after hours social stuff that you where you go and mingle and so they were having an event hosted at a, a bar um they had the blues band and you know you have the they you know it's free drinks at the bar and so um i'm just enjoying the band you know they're covering whatever they're covering you keep snickering and no i'm just no i'm just snickering because i'm thinking of every movie where a black actor acted white and <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um, I'm enjoying the band. We're, we're in the balcony. Everything's cool. Like some people have trickled in that I've met throughout the day. So it was like the first night. And you know, so you're just making pleasantries, small talk. Um, in comes this guy who's a big wig, right? And I'm the only person of color at the t- entire damn conference practically, right? I think I saw 
three or four other black people the whole weekend, um, which was nerve wracking. I get it. But uh, so in comes a big wig, you know, this middle aged guy. And I forget how we got to talking, but whatever song the band was playing, they were covering. I knew that song. I knew a little bit about that band. I knew was your, was your conversation their, their top albums. I knew about the 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 lead, you know, singer's solo career. And then we were just able to go from there and talk about music from the '60s, the '70s, you know, '80s, like what you, what you just know across. About, what you what you know about uh, white music from the '60s? Oh, I love um, pop music and rock music from the '50s and '60s. Are you kidding me? I'm a I am a music connoisseur. You you shit on my music taste because who, who was the band? Ario Speedwagon, Ooh. something badass. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Kevin don't Crumlin. talk about don't handle Ario Speedwagon. It's not all terrible. But that's the point. Is that ZZ Top. you all you all want to make jokes, but ZZ Top actually makes okay music for what it is. <laughs> I mean, you just have to take it, you know, for what it is. So no, it was we were talking about yeah, people like the Doors. Um, the Stones, um, you know, some of the Beatles. I'm not really a Beatles nerd like that, but I do know Led Zeppelin, they some probably, of the other uh, bands of that era. Um, you know, those people. So, you know, they, it's, it's so it really helped us. He and I hit it off, and he was so like, he was a huge music head, right? And he had like actually seen these bands in person because he had been a kid in the 60s. So, you know, we're talking about shows he had seen and blah, blah, blah. And we really ended up connecting because he was so shocked that you know this little so black they, girl they, they get you they get you a, a, has this kind of music history. Or or, or do you think this little pet that little pet Negro knows all the? So anyway, <laughs> whatever he whatever he thought, he might have thought that he might have thought that. But whatever he thought, he was much warm. He was very warmed up to the idea of working with us because of me knowing that shit, me being able to talk that talk. And and the the people I was with, they were stunned because so they had been trying to get an audience. Did you give your bonus or? They were trying to get an audience with him. I always got a bonus, but they were trying to get an audience with him for a while and couldn't do it. Cause he's like, who are these little nobodies? But me making that connection, it really helped. It really worked and for, for months after that, you know, they would send me to reach out to him and, and talk music with him and just, you know, um, work on our deal. So, you know, you just never know when it comes in handy. So you so you can't fight this feeling. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I did a heat song earlier in, there, in the in tonight's show. Y'all think I don't can't Karen in there singing uh singing Boston and, and shit. Van Morrison. Okay, we talked Van Morrison. People like that. Like, I I actually do love music and I like a lot of different genres and I try to cultivate a taste for a lot of different genres. I try to not to be one note like you, Buck. Mr. I like one genre of music and one genre only. Fall so hard. Not, R&B. 90s R&B. <laughs> women women singing women singers from 90s R&B. Uh, not everybody can listen to DOS Effects and uh, Jamie the Damager, but at any rate. <laughs> oh. I'm surprised you even know who those you know, two names. <laughs> but it it it, 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 it helps, y'all. And Cephas knows what I'm talking about. Cephas. 
<laughs> Come to Cephas House, Boston is playing. What is I I and I say that as a compliment, Cephas. I think you're too intelligent to be one note like Buck. Yeah, being one note. I just you know what I, I've listened to some some of those white bands and stuff before. I just don't want to admit it to you guys. Exactly, but I mean you know it's it's not all bad, and you can there's there's stuff you can appreciate, right? I mean, come on, who doesn't love Hey Jude? I don't. You don't like Hey Jude? You're, you're, you're dead inside. I like, about, uh, I like Hendrix. You know, you know what else I don't like? Yeah, Hendrix is great. Sweet Caroline. I don't like Sweet Caroline. I don't like Sweet Caroline. That song gives me the creeps. I am with you 100% there. But, oh, speaking of um, Neil Diamond, I'm not a Neil Diamond fan. But I do kind of lump him in with um, um, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and & Young, and those motherfuckers make some good-ass music. Want to get into something good, some Creedence Clearwater, some Crosby, Stills, Nash and & Young, and that's good our, stuff. I think our audience is uh, probably... Yeah, they're, they're tuning out. I better stop. They're, they're, right? they're tuning out, yeah. We're losing, we're losing the people. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, this can be edited out, but it's good shit. If you say so. What, what were you talking about? I know you think it's Halloween already. It's not even October. Halloween, that's another People one, right? Like, Do black folks like dress Halloween. up for Halloween? We should. Halloween is awesome. It's a great time to be white people. <laughs> that's what your costume will be this year? I'm going as RGB. RBG. I keep doing that. Um... Oh, I'm gonna go to Baby Yoda or something. But <laughs> I saw a Baby Yoda costume when I was when I was doing creating my Halloween candy haul, and I was like, actually, that's really good. I should be Baby Yoda. What What's in your Halloween candy haul? With the, with the teacup, sipping my tea. Voila. We're having a Mandalorian gets his gets his ass kicked. Spin Spin the tea around. Spin the uh the spoon around the teacup. <laughs> No, that's from Get Out. <laughs> now, now you, now you cross the streams. Now you crossing the streams. Okay, so um, I was on Influencer, and somebody had a picture of pumpkin pie Kit Kat, and I don't know about y'all. We have any pumpkin spice fans on on the pod besides I'm, me? I'm not. However, I've had a, a, a pumpkin and sweet potato pie hybrid before. I don't know if you guys have ever had that. Yes, yes. Uh, I love both. As as with all things, I try to be equally balanced. So pumpkin pie for my, my white jeans, sweet potato um, for my black jeans. Oh. I'm in balance. So there's a pumpkin pie Kit Kat, and I was like, oh, Kit Kat is one of my favorite candies. And uh, the audience doesn't know this, but I have tried to live a low-carb lifestyle for Ooh, in excess of 20 years now. And uh, so candy is not typically in my repertoire, but I'm a sucker for pumpkin spice anything. And when I saw that there was a pumpkin spice version of Kit Kat, I was like, oh, can I find that? Because I would like to try that. And uh, it was all sold out on Amazon. Can't bring myself to actually go to a store these days. Just 
pandemics got me messed up. So I'm like, okay, let me see if I can find it. I ended up finding it on um, Walmart. And so I put the pumpkin pie Kit Kat in my basket. Next thing I know, there's a witch colored marshmallow cream Kit Kat. And it's green. It's called Witch's Brew Kit Kat. I'm like, all right, boom. And then they show me. Sounds like a craft beer or something. Exactly. And then they show me Vampire's Kiss, Hershey's Kiss Kisses, which are the Hershey's Kiss with strawberry centers, strawberry filling in the center. And it just got, I ended up falling down a rabbit hole. I got uh, candy apple, caramel apple uh, Werther's original. Anybody like Werther's but me? I'm an old person. Yeah, they are. I do, right, I do like Werther's originals. And there's a caramel apple filled Werther's originals. I picked up that. Um, what else did I get? I got M&Ms. Uh, now, these are not necessarily Halloween themed, but I always like the specialty M&Ms and the specialty uh, potato chips that, who used to do those? Was it Lay's? Do all those flavors, deep dish pizza, gyro. Anyway. Um, Lay's. It was Lay's, okay. So I always try to go for that kind of stuff. And so M&Ms, I got um, popcorn flavored M&Ms which sounds kind of weird, but it's a milk chocolate with crisp rice center, and the rice center is flavored like butter popcorn, so yeah, I'll try that. And uh, there was, um, you guys don't seem excited like I am. Period. <laughs>